Hey there, this is Pastor Terry. Welcome back to the Grace for a Journey podcast. So glad that you're with us. If you're new, welcome on in. Great you're here. Now we're in Matthew 26. Let me remind you what happened in Matthew's 24 and 25. Now in Matthew 24 and 25, Jesus is talking about the end of the world, how it's going to come to end, what the signs are, how are we going to know. And then in, and then in chapter 26, he turns the corner and he's preparing for his death. He's preparing to give his life on the cross for our sins. Now, just prior to this section, a couple of things happened. He instituted the Lord's Supper, and it was there where he really sort of nailed Judas, just to be honest, and said, okay, someone here is going to betray me, and oh, by the way, Judas, it's going to be you. And then he goes to the garden, and he goes to the garden of Gethsemane to pray, to commune with his Father, because when great pressure is coming, when great issues are coming, when great trouble is coming down the Lord, it's not that you just run faster. You need to still yourself, calm yourself, and pray. Hear from the Lord. Seek His will. This is exactly the model Jesus left for us. He didn't have to leave us a model. He was about to die for our sins. Hey, He doesn't owe us anything. And doing that is unbelievable, right? But He left us a model to follow as life intensifies. So that's happened. And then what happens just prior to this, we're going to pick up in verse 57. What happens is Judas, his betrayal is fulfilled, is complete. He comes with a mob. They're in the garden. He captures Jesus. And the last thing we see is all of his apostles have fled. And he stands there alone facing his betrayer in a mob. So here's where we pick up. Then those who had seized Jesus led him to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the scribes and the elders had gathered. And Peter was following him at a distance, as far as the courtyard of the high priest. And going inside, he sat with the guards to see the end. So Peter was brave enough to travel. He was brave enough to go with them. And nobody else did, but Peter did. But he kept his distance. Now, how many of you, would you, I don't know if I would have followed Jesus at all. But Peter did. And so now here's what happens. Now, the chief priest... And the whole council were seeking false testimony against Jesus that they might put him to death. But they found none. Though many false witnesses came forward, at least two came forward and said, this man, now, okay, stop right here. So here's what they're doing. They want to set him up. They know Jesus isn't guilty of anything. They know that Jesus didn't do anything worthy of death. They, they knew that. They've, they've watched him. They have testimony of the kindness and the grace he's shown to everyone. He healed the sick caused the lame to walk, the blind to see. He ministered to the poor. He fed thousands. Why is that a crime? (laughs) I mean, they knew that. So they go out and they're looking for people who will lie in public about Jesus. Now, the only thing they've done is they found a couple of people who came forward and this is what they said. And they said, these two that came forward, this man said, I'm able to destroy the temple of God and to rebuild it in three days. And the high, now Jesus was talking about himself. He was not talking about the actual temple. And it says that back earlier in Matthew, we looked at that. Jesus said, hey, I'm going to destroy this temple. It's going to be destroyed, but in three days, it'll be raised up. He was talking about himself. They, they were so spiritually blind and deaf and obtuse. They didn't even understand Jesus's preaching, but they're taking his words and using them against him. So he goes on. And he, and he says this, and I can build it up in three days. And the high priest stood up and said, have you no answer to make? What is it that these men testify against you? But Jesus remained silent. And the high priest said to them, I adjure you 
by the living God, tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. So they just cut right to the chase because this was the problem. The problem wasn't about anything else. It was Jesus claimed to be all God and all man in the flesh. Now, there are theologians out there, and, and you'll see this uh, some around Christmas time with the specials that are on cable, but particularly you'll see it around Easter. Um, they'll, they'll be these really smart people with all these degrees that will come up and say, Jesus never claimed to be the Son of God. It's something that was thrust on him by the early church or people who wanted to develop a religion out of Jesus's life. Well, those people are simply wrong. They're misguided. They don't read the Bible because right here, this is exactly what happens. So they said, are you the Christ, the Son of God? Jesus said to him, you have said so. That means he agrees. I am the Christ, the Son of the living God. This is exactly what he says. But I tell you from now on, you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Now, this was another statement saying, not only I not only am a Son of God, but I am God. And the only person that can sit on the right hand of power is someone who is God himself. And he said, I'm going to be there. I That is my rightful place. And you're going to see me one day coming in the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his robes. That was a sign of blasphemy and disgust and guilt. He tore his robes and said, he has uttered blasphemy. What further witness do we need? You have now heard his blasphemy. What is your judgment? They answered, he deserves death. They spit up. Now look at this. Jesus, who had healed the sick, raised the dead, caused the blind to see, taking care of the poor, giving women dignity that they had never had before in that culture. Listen to what they do to him. They spit in his face. They struck him and they slapped him saying, now prophesy to us, you Christ, who is it that struck you? They were mocking him and beating him because they knew what he said was true. Follow the Lord today. Trust him. Man, trust him even when it's hard. And you're going to find grace from this Jesus in your life for every step of your journey. Let me pray for you. Father, we love you so much. Now be with us as we walk with you. Father, be with us as we seek to honor you in everything that we do. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Man, thank you so much for being with us. God bless you. And we're going to talk again next time. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Grace for Your Journey podcast. I pray that it has been a blessing and an encouragement to you. Pass it around if you think it would help somebody. And we look forward to you dropping by again for another episode of the Grace for Your Journey podcast.